We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, Rotoviz Radio listener. This is Curtis Patrick from the Dynasty Command Center podcast, and I've got a special deal for you today. Go to Rotoviz.com, click the subscribe button, put the 12 month subscription in your cart, and use promo code RVRADIO2021. That's RVRADIO2021, and you're going to save 10%. Taking advantage of this deal, getting your hands on what's included in the package is the best way to enhance your performance this year. So go to rotoviz.com and subscribe now. Hello and welcome back to the best basketball show on Rotoviz Radio. My name's Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. Delighted to be joined again on the show and on the entire series by Zachary Kruger, who you can follow on Twitter at ZK underscore FFB. It has been a lot of fun bringing you through the series so far, and we continue to, to ramp up the episodes here, bring it all your way over the, the next couple of weeks throughout the off season. I know best ball is becoming more and more popular. We've been playing it for a number of years, but uh, I can see it uh, just gaining traction more and more each and every season. And I think uh, if you've listened to the show so far, you'll know why uh, we love it and uh, why it's time to either dip your toes in or continue to lead yourself towards success in your leagues. On today's show, we are going to be covering the quarterback position, best ball strategy, specifically for quarterbacks, when to draft, how many you need, how many you're taking, and much, much more. And of course, how it can help you win your 2021 best ball league. So lots to cover on today's show. It's going to be a fun one, Zach. Yeah, thanks for having me uh, on, Colm. I guess I'm expected to be here now because I'm your <laughs> permanent co-host of this. So uh, <laughs> pardon me, it's been a uh, it's been a, a long and busy weekend. So, uh, but yeah, no, I'm excited to be on here. We've had a lot of fun talking a couple strategies already. In particular, talking about uh, zero RB, a little bit of modified zero RB, and then also some single elite tight end, along with talking about the tools uh, that Rotoviz has to offer. So I'm looking forward to kind of continuing this series with you getting into these next couple episodes so we can hopefully give people a little bit more information on what they can do to knock these best ball uh, drafts out in the in 2021 yeah and you mentioned their modified zero rb um since we recorded that show we have really uh, had a lot of fun on twitter and <laughs> uh, i know we've been sending tweets back and forth sharing tweets sharing replies 
Uh, at this point, I think we're just going to keep ramping up with it <laughs> just to get a little bit of fun uh, out of the Twitter sphere uh, and see what happens. It's just too much fun at this point uh, with the, the replies and things that are going on. But today is not about zero RB. It's not about modified zero RB. It's about the quarterback position, how you adapt that to your strategy. So no matter really what strategy you are playing with, we are going to have to look at what we're doing with quarterback whether it's late quarterback, we'll be going through that, when to take those quarterbacks. But if you're going with running backs earlier, if you're holding off and going on that zero RB approach, you're still going to need to follow some sort of strategy as to where and when you take quarterbacks. And for you, Zach, at what point of those drafts do you think is the optimal time to start adding those quarterbacks to your roster? Yeah, so as far as when I look to take my first quarterback in the draft, one thing that I just kind of want to make the listeners aware of uh, Sean recently wrote an article in January where he talked about super flex strategies for drafting quarterbacks. And while we're not talking super flex here, uh, the only reason I mentioned the article is just as a quick reference point in case anyone kind of wants to, to know where it was said or who said it. And there's certainly other articles on where that go deeper into it, but Sean did just quickly to quickly touch on recently that when it comes to drafting quarterbacks, even in classic leagues, we don't want to be taking our quarterback one any earlier than round seven. So I kind of treat that as a starting off point for quarterbacks. Obviously I know that this means that there's going to be some players who I'm going to be passing on probably most likely guys like Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, maybe even Josh Allen, but those are quarterbacks who are proven to be taken when they're going in the range that they're going in, that that is not the optimal way to be drafting. So chasing quarterbacks before round seven, probably not the best plan looking for quarterbacks in round seven or later, a little bit better of a strategy when it comes to building up that quarterback roster. How about yourself? Yeah, this is something that uh, I, I think like you mentioned the optimal strategy and I'm very much on board with Sean's uh, the piece that you talked about and what we talk about on Roto is overtime as well it, it generally comes into that round seven or after range and then we'll be talking about it in a little bit taking that second quarterback before round 12 but I, I've actually done a draft with yourself and it's still ongoing at the time of recording but um, something I've toyed with a couple of times this offseason is taking Stefan Diggs in that kind of second round range and then taking Josh Allen just for the kind of trying to supercharge that stack in the uh, fifth round range kind of and that's obviously going against what we talk about here but it's something that I'm intrigued uh, in terms of the stack building and how that can potentially counteract this it's not the optimal strategy of course we're talking here about the optimals but it is going to be sometimes where when we talk about these strategies something else might fall that makes it work so if Josh Allen isn't there at that pick, that's definitely not something I'm approaching and taking him there is just him on his own. But it can be interesting sometimes for these things to um, fall into place. But definitely um, we're usually trying to hold off till uh, after round seven for that first one. But we'll be talking again, as I mentioned in a moment, about getting that second one on board um, and how important that can be uh, as to where you take that as well. In terms of the roster construction explorer and the win rates for quarterback one and quarterback two, and those drafts, anything interesting stand out for you there, Zach? Yeah, Colin. So we take a look at the FFPC Roster Construction Explorer. We can take a historical look back at teams that have built out their quarterback rosters with either one, two, three, or even four quarterbacks. It also shows five and six, but obviously that's really getting out of hand. And we can take a look back and we can see how those win rates are shaping up depending on how many quarterbacks you're adding to your roster. If you take a really quick look at it here, what we see is that two quarterback builds are featuring a just below average win rate of 8.0%, while three quarterback builds without adjusting to any filters 
are showing an above average win rate at 8.8%. So when I'm building out my rosters, and we talked about this a little bit earlier on a previous show, one of the presets that I would look to be doing with my filters as I'm using the Roster Construction Explorer would to be would be to um, set my presets perhaps to three quarterback builds, realizing, of course, that this is probably going to give me a little bit better chance at a high win rate compared to using something like two quarterbacks, which again is 8.0% or four quarterbacks, which is 7.7%. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So when we look then at the FFPC Baseball Classic um, specifically, um, I, I know that there's other formats. We talked about them on some of the earlier shows. You know, there is Underdog. Um, there is Fanball. There's there's all different platforms that you can play on. A lot of the leagues we play in are on the FFPC, and it tends to be the data that I use for my ADP. But if we look here in terms of the baseball classic and we're looking at the builds um with a two quarterback build is it still possible to win in that classic style with just the two quarterbacks so obviously it's not necessarily going to be something that that i encourage to do but i also think that it's important to look at how different strategies may work because there could be those times where depending on your build perhaps you won't be looking to draft a third quarterback sometimes if you invest that super early draft capital in a quarterback say go and get back to again perhaps that Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen maybe at those cases you would be looking to draft only two quarterbacks realizing that you're probably going to be taking a quarterback a little bit so when it comes to using the filters if we put in for a quarterback one after round six which we already know is a good start but then we also filter for quarterback two before round 10 we can see two quarterback builds jump to 11.9 percent uh, we know in that range that we're still likely going to get two reliable quarterbacks which we which could be essentially all we need to win but then we also need to hope that our two quarterbacks are going to be staying healthy which obviously creates a little bit more of a fragile approach to it but that can be a way to perhaps increase your win rates a little bit and there are other things that we can do with our roster to also add to uh, the overall strength of it which we'll get into a little bit later on into the into the show series we're not going to talk about everything at once but there are opportunities to win with two quarterbacks i just think that for me it's a little bit too fragile of an approach i think that historically it doesn't quite add up so i'm not always looking to do it but i'm not going to also pretend like you can't do it because we clearly see that there are ways to make it work yeah and i think as well when we look at it like i mentioned the josh allen approach you mentioned the names like patrick mahomes or lamar jackson when you have those guys you're kind of set that 
there's pretty much no way that those guys aren't going to be the starting quarterback at the end of this season, bar injury. It's when you start to get into those guys later in the draft where you're like, you know, Derek Carr, maybe things don't go his way in the first couple of weeks and things change there. There is quarterbacks where things could get pretty dicey pretty quickly. You're looking at a situation at the moment if you're drafting at when we're recording this in late May. We're not 100% sure what way the Saints quarterback situation is going to be. We're not 100% sure what way the Broncos quarterback situation is going to be. And that there is going to lead to situations where those guys are being drafted pretty much a couple of picks from each other. Even the likes of Cam Newton and Mac Jones, there's not a huge gap between them and ADP. So you're getting into very dicey situations when you get into that point. So you want to have those guys that are pretty much guaranteed to be starters for the rest of the season unless they're injured and I know obviously the fragility and the injuries could happen but if you're going for that two quarterback approach I think it's very important that it is at least one of those higher guys and then somebody like a Matt Ryan even like a Tom Brady in that kind of range where you're definitely looking at them being the starting quarterback for this upcoming season but again optimally you're going to drop back into that Matt Ryan range as probably the first quarterback maybe then a Matthew Stafford get those kind of guys in that range it's going to help set you up uh, and try and get that third quarterback who may not have the most certain role ideally he would have a pretty certain role but you might be looking into those kind of options towards the back end of the draft in terms of when we make that push uh, for the quarterback to you know if we do push that back a bit and the quarterback to uh, range drops to 10.2 percent and we take that quarterback to before round 11 so so much of it depends on how we're building like I mentioned there the likes of Matthew Stafford and Matt Ryan there is going to be drafts where they're going in the ninth tenth round and that's going to lead to situations where it becomes suboptimal to take them in back-to-back rounds so there is a lot of that strategy that is is very important the two quarterback bill then drops to 9.9 percent if we take that quarterback to before round two so it's just a, a lot of mixing and matching but when we talk there about what I'm on about with taking two of those guys and then that third quarterback that there becomes a much more optimal strategy so if you're taking those two guys in this situation we're going to be looking at lower win rates whereas if you do push that then to get that third quarterback it's going to boost those things up quite dramatically so they are still above average win rates when we look at it for a two quarterback build but you know i think we're looking to a situation where we're and i kind of hinted at there we're taking lesser quarterbacks as a quarterback too then if we do get an injury that is our starting quarterback and then if he has a bye week we get zero points and that's where you get into that situation people wonder why we'll be talking about kickers in an upcoming show why you want a certain amount of kickers will tell you in that show that it's three that you're going to want that's because bye weeks injuries kickers getting cut what happens you never know what's going to happen with the kicker position it can change very very frequently in the nfl we do need to have that uh, depth that's going to get us through the season so that that is it's not a fun position to draft but gives you that edge as we move forward here so the key is keep all your players healthy we know that isn't going to happen really at any position so uh, you need that little bit of depth especially when it doesn't have waiver wires and it, it is season-long formats um, and basically all of those examples three quarterback builds are still going to hold the stronger win rate and the higher win rate and a good part of that is going to be down as well too as we mentioned there having that depth so uh, the next thing and this is something that has been very interesting over recent years we've talked about it a lot on road of his podcasts uh, dave cabin's done some good work on it uh, rich rebar has done some good work on it with sharp football uh, the konami code i guess we'll call it the quarterbacks with a rushing ability how that's impacting these win rates how that's changing things at the quarterback position what's your thoughts and uh, how vital are those quarterbacks with a rushing upside for yourself zach 
Yeah, so when it comes to Konami Code quarterbacks, which is one of my favorite phrases to use in all of the fantasy lingo that we throw around on a daily basis, uh, I think one of the things that's very important to realize is that, first of all, these quarterbacks are going to give you a lot of tremendous upside when it comes to their rushing ability, but then you also have to understand that that upside only comes with the draft capital and perhaps what you do or don't have to invest in it. Uh, if you go back to 2019, it was the first season where Lamar Jackson was entering the year as a starter for the Ravens. FFPC drafters were taking Lamar Jackson in the 10th round of drafts, which obviously proved to be a huge value. Uh, we all know that uh, Lamar Jackson ended up rushing for over 1,000 yards. He totaled 43 touchdowns, uh, even though he only threw for 3,100 yards. He ended up winning the MVP that season, and his win rate of 20.2% was second only uh, to Patrick Mahomes' 23.5%, which we saw in uh, 2018, just the year before. So sometimes having that lower-end draft capital can really boost their overall contribution to your team when you realize that you're getting a player who's maybe going in the 10th or 11th round, someone who is perhaps even being drafted as your quarterback too, who now presents to you a tremendous amount of upside with that rushing ability. Yeah, and I would agree with that. And even going into this season, and look, we're recording this uh, disclosure 31st of May, 2021. 1st of June is tomorrow. I'm a Packers fan. Uh, there's the rumors swirling around with Aaron Rodgers and what happens there post-June 1st. But like looking at him this year, he's going in that kind of 10th round range at the current moment in time. Like Whether he's on the Packers or whether he's somewhere else, he's after coming off an MVP season, some of the best football he's ever played seems to be to me that that's still going to be a massive discount heading into this so he doesn't have this rushing upside that we're looking at but we're looking at who the values are but somebody who i'm drafting a lot of this particular season who's fallen into that category for me and we've seen it just on a couple of occasions but that is going at a discount in my opinion is daniel jones now i have said that that could fall flat on its face very very quickly but the giants have put everything around him he's somebody i think could be falling into that area where the rushing upside can really catapult that and i think People are just becoming so much more aware of the upside off the Russian quarterback for years. You mentioned there the stats for Lamar Jackson in 2019. We've seen it for years with Cam Newton when he came into the league. People would talk about he's not a great quarterback. He doesn't do this. He doesn't do that. All he was doing was rushing for touchdowns, and that was putting him into top five uh, fantasy quarterback year on year, pretty much when he came into the league. So, um, you know that is the upside off those Russian quarterbacks, and Josh Allen showed it last year. And if we can get those guys who can rush maybe a jail and hurts um you know that there is going to give the upside it won't always work out but you know if they can get you 50 yards rushing it's a it's a massive uh, floor and then if they can get that upside of the passing touchdowns rushing touchdowns it's really puts you in a place of success so uh, i know i know jail and hurts is um one that's a popular opinion this year that you might want to touch on zach yeah well right now jalen hurts uh he is another quarterback who people think could kind of be perhaps a. I don't think anyone can quite be lamar jackson so we'll call him lamar jackson light he could be someone who is maybe more of like the the kyler murray type guy with a in terms of rushing yards maybe not quite a thousand yards like lamar's going to give you but pretty close to it seven maybe 800 rushing yards assuming that he's going to get the start of full slate of games He's currently going in the seven round of drafts. So while he's not quite as cheap as like Lamar Jackson was in 2019, he still has that rushing upside. He's still going in the round that we want to go. We want to see quarterbacks going in when it comes to drafting them in the correct round. And all of this could end up being just tremendous value um, down the road. Obviously we're going to get him after some of the higher end quarterbacks are taken. Yeah. And the other one that we did see, we touched on Josh Allen there and he posted a 16.9% win rate after he was drafted in the eighth round of drafts last year so you know 
still sometimes it's not a cheap quarterback but it's the floor that you're starting at in the eighth round to then get you to those weeks where you're putting up qb1 weeks um you know the bills were throwing at 60 percent rate last season uh, Allen added an extra 100 extra fantasy points uh, with 420 rushing yards and eight touchdowns. Now, we may not see those numbers this year, but, um, you know, that Bills offense should still be going pretty well. But again, this year, he may be being drafted at, you know, his kind of ceiling is where we're hoping to get to. I still think there's room there for Allen to grow. We've seen the jump last year. I don't think that's the end of his development moving forward. Um, somebody who I touched on a moment ago, and I'm going to let you, you know, take the take the credit for it here you read it in the show notes he may end up being somebody who's worth absolutely zero all season long he may be somebody who wins you your league who is that for you this year uh, the the sleeper konami code quarterback well so i'll get to him in a second but i kind of want to cover all three of these guys here just because i think that where they're going at with their values i think is all really good so um these guys i think would all give you kind of a nice boost to your win rates assuming that they do play i think they'll be excellent roster pieces because if you're drafting your quarterbacks in the ideal rounds then you're going to be taking these guys possibly as your quarterback two or your quarterback three and this is where i think if they've started enough games you might be looking at kind of that lamar jackson 2019-ish emergence where they're just absolutely racking up points for you and you were getting them much later than all the other weekly qb1s popping up in those uh, weekly finishes so those two quarterbacks before we get to the sleeper guys um, are Justin Fields, who's going around the end of the 10th round, and Trey Lance, who's going around the 11th round ADP. So they're going at similar spots. We both know them to be elite athletes who have elite rushing upside and who play on teams who could feasibly have them starting most of, if not all, of their games. I think there's a little bit more doubt that Trey Lance may start all the games for the 49ers this season, even though they did take him in the first round, third overall. Obviously, that's a very good spot. For him, we like to think that he'll play sooner rather than later. But even if he doesn't, he may end up adding that upside to your roster should he start enough games. And then Justin Fields, I think, I really just can't imagine Andy Dalton uh, standing in his way for too long, perhaps not even for one week. Maybe Fields is a starter after camp. We'll see. But the sleeper that I wanted to get to for Konami Code quarterback is Taysom Hill of the New Orleans Saints, who is currently locked into a quarterback battle with Jameis Winston to start the season, to start training camp. Right now, you can get him around the 18th or 19th round of your fantasy drafts in the FFPC Classic Leagues. Last season, when he had a weekly stretch of starting weeks 11 to 14, he was an overall QB 9 in PPR per game with 25.2. I believe he averaged about 40 rushing yards a game, and I'm sure he sprinkled in a, a rushing touchdown or two there. But Taysom Hill, for... For all the hate that he gets on social media, for everything people love to say about his inability to throw, you know, whatever the case may be, I know that there's stats out there and articles out there where you can find things that counter those points. Taysom Hill, if he is in fact going to be named the starter, his rushing upside uh, just adds more to the, what's already a tremendous ADP. You're obviously drafting him as you're probably your quarterback three at highest. Uh, and he could really be someone who, the second he's named the starter, if you're getting him at that 18th or 19th round uh, draft capital, then he's just going to, I mean, you're going to have a real bargain on your hands if he's named the starter at any point in the season, much less week one. Yeah, I think it's a situation where he, like I mentioned there, could be worth zero, could be worth a huge, huge, huge amount. Uh, and the interesting thing is, like, it uh, won't surprise me at all if we see uh, early part of the season and Taysom Hill is the quarterback, that we see a Baltimore-style rushing attack 
in that backfield with Taysom Hill trying to play that Lamar Jackson role and he's he's not the same as Lamar Jackson but he's an athletic quarterback who is able to to get in the end zone and that's what really matters as well with these Russian quarterbacks is if you get into the end zone it's basically you know it's the equivalent of 60 yards rushing so uh, it's a major major boost there as well so um, a very very interesting show lots of talk around the quarterback position just diving a little bit deeper into it in terms of what we think that we should be looking for and using some of the road of his tools to help us do that in terms of the tools you can get access to all of them up on the website as a loyal podcast listener you can get 10 percent off a one-year road of his subscription by applying the code rv radio 2021 at checkout we're going to rotavis.com forward slash podcast for more information that's going to do it for today's edition of the series it is the the best best ball show on rotavis radio check out all the great work as well up on rotavis.com and if you are so inclined drop us a five-star review on your favorite podcast app my name is colin kelly you can follow me on twitter at overtime Ireland. my co-host for the series is zachary kruger follow him on twitter at zk underscore ffb until we're back with the next episode of the show of course have a good one mother's day is almost here and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried and true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.